Hello, family. This is Pastor John, just reading the Word. Father, I thank you for your Word. I thank you that you show us how you take care of your people and how you protect them and deliver them. And I ask you, Lord, that you will treat us in kind. Father, I pray for a deliverance from this COVID. I pray for a land that will repent of its ways and that you will forgive us and deliver us out of our bondage. In Jesus' mighty name, I say thank you and amen. Today, we start the book of Exodus. So, this is a national history, and it's the story of the children of Israel that leads to their independence. So it records Israel's history, the early years, God's covenant, and it takes the name from the main event of the book, of course, the Exodus. They're leaving Egypt. Um, the book has a short account of how Israelites became slaves. Focus then goes to the birth and life of Moses and the burning bush in the Sinai Desert. Um, God calls Moses to return to his homeland in Egypt uh, where he will lead the Israelites to freedom. However, Pharaoh refuses to free the Israelites. They get ten plagues are put on their nation. And uh, the final plague changed Pharaoh's mind, but it also became a memorial to God's deliverance. It celebrated the observance of Passover. That's where Passover was initiated. And uh, God split the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went through. The Egyptians pursued. The sea drowned them all. And uh, then God established a covenant with them and gave them the Ten Commandments and the plan to build the tabernacle. So here we go, Exodus chapter 1. These are the names of the sons of Israel, that is Jacob, who moved to Egypt with their father, each with his family, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, and Gad, and Asher. In all, Jacob had 70 descendants in Egypt, including Joseph, who was already there. In time, Joseph and all his brothers died, ending that entire generation. But their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely powerful and filled the land. Eventually, a new, king, a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. He said to his people, Look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we are. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. If we don't, and if war breaks out, they will join our enemy and fight against us. Then they will escape from the country. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to build the cities of Pithom and Ramses as supply centers for the king. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread, and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. So the Egyptians worked the people of Israel without mercy, 
They made their lives bitter, forcing them to mix the mortar and make bricks and do all the work in the fields. They were ruthless in all their demands. Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, gave this order to the Hebrew midwives, Shipra and Puah. When you help the Hebrew woman as they give birth, watch as they deliver. If the baby is a boy, kill him. If it is a girl, let her live. But because the midwives feared God, they refused to obey the king's orders. They allowed the boys to live as well. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives. Why have you done this? He demanded. Why have you allowed the boys to live? The Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women, the midwives replied. They are more vigorous, and they have their babies so quickly that we cannot get there in time. So God was good to the midwives, and the Israelites continued to multiply, growing more and more powerful. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. Wow. Amen. Wow. It's uh, so, some things are so reminiscent of what is happening in our own nation right now regarding abortion. I don't intend to be political. I intend to simply look at God's word and recognize similarities. Father, forgive us in our land. Restore us, O Lord, I pray. Let us recognize you as our Savior and Lord, and we pray for our nation. And I thank you again for your word in Jesus' name. Amen.